0: Feeling like a loser. If you feel like a loser, then you're in the right place, my friend. You're in company, because that is a feeling that I've carried quite a bit throughout this life. Um, Sometimes I feel it more than others. I know that a couple months after publishing my most recent book, I think because I had just shared something so charged and vulnerable with the world, I went through a period. There was a couple weeks there where I was like, Pretty sunken into a state of really questioning all of my major life decisions up to that point. Basically, I felt yeah, I, I just felt like a loser. I felt, and I again, I think I was like emotionally triggered because I had shared something really raw with the world and I shared it to a very small audience because I had spent like almost a decade leading up to that, that publication, um, living like a monk and not building an audience. So I shared this book to a very small number of people. I got some really strong positive feedback from the people that read it, um, both strangers and friends and acquaintances. And, uh, and afterwards, it's just kind of like there was silence and it didn't kind of begin taking on a momentum of its own, and so I found myself in this moment where I really had a crisis of faith. I thought, what on earth am I doing? I thought to myself, okay, I'm in my mid-30s now, and I see all the people around me living normal lives. They got out of high school years ago, got good careers, and now they're established people, and I had made In contrast, some extremely unusual life choices to take me to where I was in that moment. I had spent most of my 20s living in cabins that I built in the woods with friends and alone, and that was pretty unusual, especially to do it for so many years, to be living without electricity, without running water. Um, And it was adventurous, and it felt amazing. I didn't even question it while I was doing it. But from this place, I was like, man, what the hell have I been doing with my life? And then when I left that life in the woods, I entered a nearly decade period of almost living like a monk, just this incredibly um, solitary, introspective period of doing this deep emotional excavation, living incredibly simply, minimally... um, And again, from the place where I was after publishing this book, I was just like, what have I been doing with my life? Because I was comparing myself to all of the versions of success around me, material success. And in comparison, I was not looking too great. Um, Here I was, mid-30s, working evenings as a server in a restaurant, a fledgling self-published author, it was very easy to look at myself and think, man, I'm a loser. What am I doing with my life? This pie-in-the-sky dream of being an author and supporting myself that way, um, it, 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 moving forward on that path required a kind of a faith that I guess in that moment was kind of being tested or, or uh, pushed on because I had put this work out into the world and now I had to reconcile with the fact that, well, what's your next move? You've shared it. This is what happened. What's your next move? Are you going to go further and commit more deeply to this unconventional path? Or are you going to freak out and do something more conventional? which could be a very rational, reasonable, healthy, and positive choice. And, and so I carried on in this existential questioning and this um, self-deprecating pattern of thoughts, really seeing myself as a loser for a while. For Like I said, there was a couple of weeks where I was really just like, what have I done with my life? And uh, during this time, I was listening to a song by the musician Lou Reed on repeat. I would go for walks, and I would listen to this song over and over. And uh, Lou Reed, if you don't know who he is, and probably a lot of people watching or listening won't, he was a musician um, who came to prominence in the late 60s and 70s, and he was part of a band called the Velvet Underground, which were this very kind of avant-garde experimental group that. was extremely like pioneering and influential. And he was part of that, he was the leader of that band, I guess, in the late 60s. And um, then he quit that band because of his artistic disagreements with where they were going. And then I think the story is that he entered into some period of like real obscurity. He ended up moving back in with his parents and working as a typist for his dad's family business because at the time everything was done on typewriters so he was just like typing i don't know like office notes or something i i forget the details but he went through what sounds like some incredibly humbling dark night of the soul where he had been part of like probably like the coolest group in the world during its time and then that fell apart and he moves back in with his parents and it must have been very humbling and um, maybe a bit depressing and then he went on after that to record and release a few albums in the 70s that were very experimental and pioneering and in the end he was regarded as he was like this very respected poet and songwriter anyhow that is all to give context to me walking along feeling like a loser listening to this song by lou reed on repeat And all of a sudden I had this epiphany of thinking, wait a minute, for my entire life I have been inspired by people like Lou Reed. I've been inspired by authors, musicians, artists, visionaries, creatives who have taken incredibly unconventional paths and they've taken big risks and they've had seasons of success and seasons of obscurity. They've had these dark nights of the soul. Sometimes their most profound work has come out of the humbling emotional depths of those seasons of obscurity. And all of a sudden, the part of me that was so flimsy and had so little faith in my path and was seeing myself as a loser, something just clicked. It was like, wait a minute, I've always been inspired by this, like, following this light, and it takes you on conventional places, and that's why I've made these choices, that's why I went and lived in the woods, that's why I, you know, dove into that inner work, that emotional excavation, that's why, that's what led to that book, and and, uh, it's just something about that realization, it was, like, grounding me back into the the motivation behind all of these unconventional choices, the motivation behind what... I mean, because I had been comparing myself to the norms of society, whatever those are, because I don't know if like normal people really exist. Everybody has depth, everybody has complexity, everybody has challenges. But I was trying to compare myself to this other reality And and it was shaking me and scrambling me and confusing me. And uh, there was just this moment of feeling grounded to like, wait a minute, no. What's always inspired me is following something that feels really meaningful. And it might cause me to make choices that appear foolish on the surface but there's some reason for it. It's building something. I'm learning and growing on this deep level. I'm learning and growing as a man. I'm learning and writing, learning, learning and growing as a writer, and uh, and once I connected to that, I was like, oh, we're doing just fine. However, unsuccessful materially I am at this moment, it's part of a very sacred path, and I can feel it, and it feels so good. A couple days after that, that moment of realization, I was at work, I work evenings as a server in a restaurant, and a, a co-worker approached me after work, and I think that she had been following the posts I'd been making on social media about my book. She checked out some of the videos I made. I don't know if she had read the book yet, but um you know, we'd established a level of familiarity and and comfort with with each other over time. But I think because of that and then her checking out what I had been creating and sharing with the world, she came up to me after work and started confiding all of these challenges she was going through. And I uh I didn't have any profound advice for her, but I sat and listened and I was just in awe of her and what she was going through. And I felt so much more love for her than I I already did uh, because I could appreciate more deeply the depths of her and the challenges of her life. And yeah, I think what I came away from that conversation with is just a deep, A deeper feeling of appreciation and love for someone because they had shared some of what they were going through, and I hope that she felt accepted and safe. And and I also had this thought in the days afterwards because I had been feeling so unsuccessful and like such a loser. I thought to myself, "Wait a minute, Miles, your book might not be selling a certain number of copies at this moment." But because of what you're doing with it, someone came up to you and they trusted you and they felt safe. And I don't know if there's a more extraordinary measure of success than people feeling safe around you, people feeling like they they can trust you. And perhaps more than that, actually being a person who is safe, being a person who's worthy of people's trust and that was a really again a very profound realization because a part of my mind that isn't very sophisticated it sees success as something that can be measured in a material way it's a number of followers it's a number of sales it's a very measurable material thing but there's this other more essential reality where hey if people are coming up to you and trusting you and not only that, you're actually a safe person, and you give them an experience of acceptance and safety, that is a form of success that it might be one of the greatest forms of success, you know? That's a form of success that is so much deeper than that, that material success, to actually be a safe person to be trustworthy, to be kind, to be accepting, and, and that was a little taste of that, a little glimpse of that, and it grounded me again into this more essential vision of what my life is, and of what success might really mean to me. And though I may, on a material level, if I compare myself to others, feel very inadequate, if I'm becoming a, a safer, more trustworthy person, that's a whole other game. And that's like the game of heaven. It's such a beautiful, sacred thing. And it often happens to me where there's that voice that creeps into my mind that's comparing me to others. It's feeling self deprecating, self loathing. Why aren't you being more successful? Why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you achieving more? And um, it, it can be very helpful to remind myself that, yeah, it's good to set goals, it's good to have material objectives, but don't forget there's a whole other level of success that's much deeper and that you might be doing really well at. Anyhow, those are just some thoughts that I wanted to share on this this whole subject of feeling like a loser and then connecting to a bigger perspective of what this really is and how much good is already here right now. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, as always, you can let me know, you can comment, you can like, you can subscribe, you can turn on the notifications so that you find out when new episodes are published. If you're interested in checking out my book, How to Open the Heart, you will find links to that in the description. And until next time, have a beautiful day.